Welcome to the Heartbeat. How's your quarantine going? How are you feeling? How's your heart? What emotions are coming up? We're going to be covering a lot of that stuff in today's episode and more. Just shifting your perspective on the macro and the micro of what's going on right now, meaning your life and humanity, because there is a lot going on right now and we don't want to bypass that. It's real and it is affecting things. And I know some people that are really being affected. I know some people that aren't as much, but regardless, I know everybody is feeling a myriad of emotions right now because it's almost like the busyness of life stopped and slowed down and all of a sudden we just get to be. And in that beingness come up emotions that maybe the busyness of life uh, was used as a vehicle to suppress or avoid. So as we're in this space of really facing ourselves, this is the biggest opportunity for self-love and actually building it in a, in a really intentional and mindful way. And today's episode talks all about that. I have Laura Brown, the intuitive alchemy co. She is an amazing energy worker and a lot. She's just a lot of things <laughs> in a good way, right? And I'm really, we dove into a lot of deep conversation on this episode, so I'm really excited for you to listen to it because we just talked about the state of humanity and the higher perspective and the higher intention of, of what all is going on right now, the higher meaning of it. And that perspective shift will really help you hold all of this in a completely new way with your emotions, with your loved ones, uh, and even with yourself. And before we get into that, I did want to just give you guys a few updates. My website's finally up. I talked about it last week. And yes, it is live after two years of not having a website and doing what I do and rocking and rolling and helping people. I finally got a website. <laughs> it feels so good. Uh, go over to heartguy.com to check it out. Again, that's heartguy.com. Poke around, read some things. It's not a normal website, but any stretch of the imagination. So um, let me know what you think, too. Slide into my DMs. I'd appreciate it. Also, Breakup Recovery is still 100% off. It's free right now. So go get it. Tell your friends. Anybody who's going through a hard time and needs to really let go and learn to let go in a healthy way from a relationship that happened you know, five days ago or five years ago, Breakup Recovery is the process of healing a broken heart and... It took me many heartbreaks and heartaches and confusion to learn how to do it in a healthier way and then giving that process to my friends and a few clients to really refine it. And that's how the course got developed and built. And now we've got over 400 people that have gotten the course so far. So make sure you go check it out, heartguy.com. You click on courses and you can see a list of all the courses that I offer. But Breakup Recovery right now is free. So you're going to jump in on that. We got lots coming up for the heart gang. I know month two is going to be all about abundance and worthiness. So how can we make ourselves feel emotionally safe right now while we also still show up for ourselves and create financial freedom or financial abundance in this time of scarcity or lack, right? When the external circumstances um, seem to call for a change of behavior, that is where we get to change our being to an abundant state and ask ourselves some really deep questions about what we inherently believe about ourselves and about the world, and that'll change 
what shows up for us because we change how we show up. And that's month two of Heart Gang. So check out the Heart Gang if you do want to jump in and join on that. We're also going to be like having virtual dinners and virtual meetups. We're going to watch movies together. We're going to paint and have art together. It's really fun. So we're going to learn. It's a great community. Uh, Check out the Heart Gang. Again, you go to heartguy.com. That's it for announcements. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to the heartbeat if you're not subscribed already make sure you do we got new episodes every single sunday and without further ado i am honored to be presenting to you this conversation that i had with laura brown you're listening to the heartbeat Um, and I've, I've talked about that a few times and I've written about that a few times. And there are a lot of people, mostly, actually, I can say unequivocally all of them mm-hmm. from the U.S. who really take offense to this notion that there's a higher meaning to that. So I've gotten a couple mm, of pieces of hate mail. <laughs> and I've gotten a few people who've been very, um, very adamant in their dissent, um, focusing, mm. you know, like, how can you think there's a higher purpose when people are to dying and yeah, you know, yeah. people are losing their jobs? And that you know, itself is the higher purpose. Right. But yeah. for me, too, I think I think as Americans, we're spoiled. A bit. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah, because there's places in the world that this would be a day in paradise for them. You know, there's the underdeveloped world that lacks, you know, modern medical care. You know, they've been dealing That's with true. outbreaks of diseases that we thought we had eradicated. You know, we have families in Syria living in caves that they can't even come out of lest right. they get caught in the crossfire. So I, I, I just, I find, you know, I, I, I have to respond, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. from that nicer perspective. But I find the notion that that so many Americans are just kind of like, there's no higher purpose to this. We just have to focus on, you know, the tragedy and, and how bad this is affecting us. <laughs> I just find it so, you well, know, kind of selfish. Yeah, well, way. I mean, how you do one thing is how you do anything. And so mm-hmm. if that's what they're choosing to focus on. That's, you know, that's a mirror for them to look at. But I think it's it's so important to see a higher perspective for just the purpose of faith. Right. I think, right? Like, because I'm just no from my own experience in life, like being suicidal or having my heart broken or, or you know, going through really rough times. I can look right. back and see like, oh, that happened because of this. And then I got this quality and then that led me to this thing that right. now I'm here. Oh, my God, I'm so grateful for it. But in the moment, you're like, I'm going to die. This is horrible. You know, <laughs> um, and 
I think that maybe even doing something like a perspective shift like that for people in this space right now, just thinking on the micro of like your life compared to the macro of what's happening on the planet. Um, that's why I'm almost like in a weird way celebrating that all this stuff is going on because it is face it is helping a lot of people to face some of their inner shadow that they've been avoiding. Mm -hmm. I was talking about that actually recently on like a, um, with a client and on a live stream where, you know, people that were workaholics either lost their jobs and now they can't work or maybe they're an entrepreneurial and now they have all the time in the world. So it's like you either lost your vice or you have more of it. Right. And and it's like with a lot of people right now. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I just got done hosting um, kind of like an online sort of, you know, conference and Mm -hmm. we got into that very discussion. And I mentioned, number one, that that those that are struggling most with the idea of being housebound, for example, are Mm -hmm. probably those who need it most because now all of our distractions, all of our all the things that kept us in the space of doing all the things that, you know, we would normally use to numb ourselves out. Like suddenly Mm -hmm. all of that's taken away and we have to actually sit with ourselves. We Mm -hmm. have to be present with ourselves, you know, and that for some people is an incredibly frightening experience. They spend most of their days trying like hell to avoid it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I agree 100%, you know, that was the other point that ironically enough came up in the conference that I made was that when we're in the trenches, it's like our perspective is, is so narrow. It's just on like basically what's in front of us. We don't have that, that bird's eye view, Mm -hmm. but you're absolutely right that there's, there's not one thing in my life that if I look back upon that I would change, alter, or in any way avoid or wish went differently because it all led me to here. And Mm -hmm. even if I couldn't see it at the time, all of those miscellaneous breadcrumbs, whether they be positive or negative, you know, as as we like to characterize or good or bad, they were Mm -hmm. all extraordinary gifts, no matter what Mm -hmm. tonality our humanness wants to put on it, because they led me to where I'm at and where I'm at, you know, it's not perfect. I'm human, still deal with life and the ups and downs, but it's, it's pretty darn good comparative to where I've been (laughs) in my past. It's pretty darn good compared to where some others are. So I, I agree 1000% that, you know, we, we gain that perspective only after the fact in hindsight. Right. And I'm talking and I'm just holding space and talking with a lot of my clients and my friends and even myself in some regards to this process Mm -hmm. of, you know, like I said, uh, no vices or now we're just faced with an overindulgence. Um, and that's where the, that's where you can heal if you actually start to face it. Right. Like I know people that are, you know, I mentioned workaholics, but like even somebody who is lonely, like you were talking about now they can find self love or somebody who, um, you know, used to use the gym as a vice, like all the gyms are closed. Cool. (laughs) Um, and just looking back at my life, um, in different stages of my life, like if this would have happened at different stages, I could see how I would be going through different shadows. And right now mm-hmm. mine is work, being a workaholic. I'm 
still recovering from that. And now I have all the time in the world and everybody's online. So that side of me is like, okay, go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yo, like fill up your own cup. Um, exactly. So I'm just checking myself like almost hourly, if not by the minute of like, how am I doing? How am I doing? What do I need to do? Just yesterday, I took like most of the day off. I did a little bit of work in the morning, really recognized I was not in a good grounded space and just said, cool, fuck it. And watch YouTube videos all day and ate a pizza. Like, <laughs> you know, um, it, that's just what I needed to do to take my mind off of working. Cause that's like all I'm doing in the space right now. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. I just really wanted to put that out there, but you had talked about before we hit record, um, that you wrote an article about like the higher purpose and the higher meaning behind all this. Would you mind talking a little bit about that on your perspective on what the higher vision is? Yeah. Well, I was, I thought it was funny because, you know, just to catch those listening up, we had done that IG live. Well, actually, let me back up for a second because I, I want to, mm -hmm. what you brought <laughs> up was so prescient because I've noticed that I can't open up Instagram and not see like eight to 10 people that are live <laughs> filling up yeah. my story <laughs> section. Like, I'm like, oh, so apparently that's where the bread and butter is. Because everybody's uh, like, I'm stuck at home. Let's do it. Like, let's do it. Yeah. I do live. Like, you could totally tell those who are like, you know, probably in that same workaholic space, but I digress. So, um, mm -hmm. we were talking about in our, um, when we did our, you know, Instagram live, you had kind of mentioned like the, the juxtapositioning of like the astrology of the virus mm -hmm. and kind of mm -hmm. what was going on with all of that. And, you know, I hadn't at that point really looked much into it. Like I knew a few things, but I, I wasn't like, you noticed that I didn't really chirp in with too much of an answer because I didn't feel I knew enough to really, you know, to riff on it. But the very mm -hmm. next day, my editor at horoscope.com was like, yo, can you, can you write me up this quick article on <laughs> the astrology of COVID-19? And, and, and I was like, what you call a quick assignment i call a job like i call a project <laughs> this is huge dude yeah. um because there there are so many aspects um to this particular um this particular virus and and one of them being like they estimate that the virus first began to spread somewhere like around December 1st and December 10th and ironically mm -hmm. during that time we had saturn venus and Ceres were, or Ceres, like I never know how to pronounce that, were all in Capricorn. So Saturn is known as the great restrictor, the Grim Reaper, you know, if you will. And he's sitting next to Venus, who everybody thinks of Venus in this really loving way, right? Like she could be the emblem for your show. You know, she, <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody sees her as this love goddess. What they don't know is you know, and hopefully I can use this language is that in her shadow, yeah. she's quite the seductive, manipulative little bitch, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. hell bent on kind of creating a world built out of the, you know, the illusions that are in her head. Um, and when she wants mm -hmm. something and she's standing next to Saturn, who, you know, is kind of taskmaster, masker makes it happen, master, yeah. um, she, you know, she gets what she wants and they're sitting it's next powerful. to Ceres, yeah. 
Right. And Ceres is the protector of the earth. Like she's literally, literally mm. the, as a goddess, she is the healer, the great protector and the great healer of earth, which I found incredibly ironic. I mean, and I'm not going to go into the whole thing. I mean, they can go mm. to horoscope.com in the next couple of days when I post it. <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that it spread began at a time where you know, you've got Ceres, it's C-E-R-E-S. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, I, I have know. no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll roll with it. I also just want to hit the pause button real quick for every, anybody listening who's thinking we're talking too woo-woo or you're like, ah, I don't know about that. There's like planets, whatever. Like the moon shifts the tides of the ocean and you're mainly water. Yeah. I'm just going to leave that at that. All right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I don't, you know, exactly. Like, if you look at, at how I write about astrology and even yeah. the astrology readings that I read or that I offer on my site, like, I make that my main point is that I, I, I try to make astrology a practical sort of modality. Yeah. Like, it's a, you know, right, it's a right, cosmic, right. like, how can we bring this cosmic knowledge down to earth and how can we mm -hmm. make it a practical sort of instrument in our day-to-day -day life so you right. know I, i'm right there with those who you know <laughs> are are healthy skeptics because i don't yeah. you know I, i'm right there with them but mm -hmm. the, like i said the fact that all of this you know first started when you've got the you know the goddess who's known for being you know the great protector the great healer for earth mm -hmm. it just for me the moment that when i was researching i saw that i was like wow because it really it really validated a lot of what we talked about and a lot of what some circles are you know speaking on which is that you know, if you look at kind of like what scientists have long agreed on, you know, mm -hmm. humans are the, the genuine sort of parasite of Earth. You yeah. know, the way we kind of rule over nature and the way we treat her, you know, like we're really very much part of the problem, more so than the solution. Um, and so you when you see all of this happening with Ceres involves, it gives us an, an awareness of how very cosmically aligned that whole notion of this being a healing and a restructuring of mm -hmm. earth how we treat her what we how we interact on this earth how we interact with one another how our governments do the same like mm -hmm. I, that validated that higher kind of perspective for me mm -hmm. um, in a really, really big way. I mean, and there's, like I said, there's tons of different aspects that you, you kind of read them and, you know, your emotions go up and down <laughs> when you yeah. read it. But, but that to me, you know, I really do see what is transpiring is the kind of, you know, if you're familiar with the Tarot, it's kind of like a tower moment. We're getting the shit mm -hmm. shaken out of us so that basically anything mismatched, anything not aligned, anything that's not strong enough or not meant to be begins to fall away and fall apart. And then right. once all of that has been, has been gotten rid of, we can rebuild the foundation so it's even stronger. It's and like that's a, kind of an evolved version of like survival of the fittest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and I know that that can, like I said, that's not to bypass 
the fact that people are dying at, at, at massive right. rates. But like I said, that has been happening for a very, very long time. In, <laughs> we just in woke Middle up to East. the realities. Exactly. Well, I, you know, it's not even that we woke up to it. We certainly saw on the news what's been going on in the Middle East for, for years and years, yeah. you know, pretty much since the inception of, you know, the, the territories there. So it's not yeah. as though we've been ignorant to it. But it wasn't until it was directly on our doorstep and it impacted <laughs> yeah. our everyday life that suddenly we were like, how could this happen? It's like, yeah. well, are you like, <laughs> what do you mean? How could this happen? Like, have you been under a rock for the last, you know, hundred well, years? Well, basically, <laughs> America, know? yeah. But but that's how it seems, you know. I right. mean, and I get it, yeah. but it's like perspective, you know. When you mm -hmm. when you add that perspective, it's very hard for me to just lose myself, which I won't do anyways, in the sadness of it. Mm -hmm. I have to right, lean right. into the higher aspect of it. Into faith, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's part of uh, part of what's happening too, I feel, is people are actually able to process their emotions. I mean, I was just literally got off this like online virtual summit as well today <laughs> that was talking. <laughs> we were just, it was a men's panel and we were just talking about how like the emotions have been coming up and we're actually allowing ourselves to process something because the busyness of it all essentially, you know, slowed down, died down. Yeah. Um, and in that is the gift. But then, you know, if we have this belief or we've been conditioned through childhood of not show emotions or, you know, big girls, big girl, boys don't cry and we start right. crying and processing it, then we just judge ourselves for literally the act of healing it, um, which I, th I find ironic. So it's, I was, you know, talking about just non-judgmental awareness, the more that you can just bring your awareness to something without judging it and labeling it as a good or a bad thing and just allowing yourself to feel it, to heal it. And yeah, um, this is literally the best opportunity to do that right now. No, I agree a hundred percent. I, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're in this position where I, I think our hearts are, are being pried open in ways that for many, many people, it, it feels like a confrontation and it feels yep. incredibly uncomfortable. Um, you know, and, and if you come from a family like mine where, you know, you had a, a kind of rageaholic father and, you know, two alcoholic parents, you kind of, you, you never really showed emotion, you know, because yeah. your emotion could be just the thing that they, that kind of tipped the access from, semi-peaceful to all out, you know, yelling, screaming, you know, beatings, etc. So, you know, for the very, for the longest time, the only emotion that I had access to was anger. Everything, whether I was scared, whether I was nervous, whether I was anxious, was anger. Because that was what was, that was the only real emotion for the most part, you know, there were, as you know, my parents got older, certain things that, that, you know, elicited a different emotion within them. But by and large, that was the only model of emotional sort of, you know, demonstration that I had. And mm -hmm. so I, you know, having gone through my own healing work and continuing to go through my own healing work when it comes to 
being in that heart space and confronting the things that are that are within that heart space. You know, I was working with a client the other day doing um, a morphogenic field work healing. And I came, we were working in the throat chakra and she had a similar sort of background in terms of having to always kind of codependently sort of make her mom happy, et cetera, mm. you know, or else. And I, and basically, you know, I told her it was like the inside of her throat chakra it, where her inner child, her wounded child actually was sitting very angry, angrily basically had it looked like graffitied all over the walls you know that's the way I could describe it you know like a bunch of angry symbols and light codes and all these other things um and that's you know think that's the same things that I've you know that I've had to clean up for myself you know because when we don't have the proper modeling emotionally you know we we kind of close that part of us down. Even those who feel like, well, I love my brother. I love my sister. You know, I love myself. You know, there, there's, you know, when you ask them, well, how, how do you love them? You know, what, what does that feel like? What does that look like? What does that, you know, taste like? What is, you know, like, what are the, you know, what's the frequency of that? Most people realize that, that, they've only really kind of scratched the surface of their capacity to love and mm -hmm. to be open-hearted, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, one of the things that I talk about um, online is like in order to heal it, uh, whether it's a heartbreak it. or to move on from something, we often have to love even more mm -hmm. than we are, which usually means stop neglecting yourself and love yourself too. Yes. Um, instead of dimming the love uh, or dulling it because we think it's hurting us, we actually have to give even more. And that process, I think, and that, that perspective shift is the beginning of a, of a spiritual transformation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In mm -hmm. fact, you know, I took the class I hosted on Friday talking about the Aries new moon. Um, and I hosted yeah. it through live kick. It's kind of ironic because as I meditated on, on what I was going to teach about, I was like, how do we access this Aries energy when we're all pretty much stuck at home, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the one thing that kept coming to me and that my teams kept reminding me is that, that sacred selfishness. You know, mm -hmm. I know that Aries is, is often known for, you know, what is mostly their shadow side you know they say they're selfish they're you know all about their own needs etc cetera, etc cetera. in their light they're much like a babe right that just wakes in the middle of the night needs their bottle doesn't really mm -hmm. know nor care that their parents just fell back asleep they just have a need there's no malice there's no manipulation involved they have a need and they need to get it fulfilled that's very much for me the energy that that i felt we needed to encapsulate and get into most you know one of the mm -hmm. first things that i ask my clients is what does your relationship with yourself look like because mm -hmm. you know I, though i term it sacred selfishness so many people in this world give so much they're so adept at giving of themselves to their bosses their partners their siblings their friends their children everybody that they leave nothing at all for themselves 
And mm-hmm. the moment that they begin to pivot and begin to work on themselves, I think it's almost like this light that's been a little bit dormant or maybe just flickering. It really begins to start growing and becoming brighter and brighter. And it just triggers this very beautiful spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's and it's so true. But what do you what have you been noticing with your clients? Stuff coming up in this time? Oh goodness. I've noticed a lot about wanting to kind of find their purpose has been a very major one. Um there's been a lot of people who have felt stuck by what has gone on in their past, all the things that Mm -hmm. they tried to run from or shove underneath the carpet until eventually they were just tripping over the carpet, you know? Um, So a lot of people wanting to finally start doing the work. Um, And I've also started finding a lot of people who are beginning to either grow curious or act on the fact that they're multidimensional beings, that they are mm-hmm. more than just their earth suit. And mm-hmm. I've found that to be incredibly fascinating because like I explained to you, you know, I feel like all of what is transpiring on the earth right now is part of that ascension process, is part of that evolution as we all begin to awaken to the fact that we are incredibly you know, beautiful in our earth suits, but that's far from the most beautiful part of us. Um, And so I think it's very interesting to have those two things sort of simultaneously happening. But yeah, I would say purpose, which is a huge one, you know, people are tired of doing what we've kind of been taught to do, which is, you know, you go to school, you have all this college debt, you do a job that's mostly about profit. And even if you are miserable and hate it, you keep doing it and doing it because it pays the bills and it's what you're supposed to do. And I think a lot of people are starting to move away from that. You know, they want to know more about what brings them here, what they're meant to do. And then you have those who equally, you know, they want to serve their purpose as well as serve themselves by clearing out everything that they buried within, you know, everything that mm-hmm. they refused to work on for a long time. Um, and, I, and, and interestingly enough, if you think about it, all three of those things are all mm-hmm. very much entwined you know are oh, all yeah, very much like as you, you know part of it as you evolve or grow like yeah it's almost inevitable that you're just going to start oh what's my purpose what am i here to do and i want to serve and help and i guess the more that you open up to love too mm-hmm. um you kind of recognize that that serving others is in a way serving yourself it's once you're to a certain degree of self-love mm-hmm. um it's like you have to have that it's like self-love is like the foundation and then mm-hmm. as you have that foundation and you give then it just fills you up and you have a bigger cup you have more capacity to give in a way Uh, at least that's been that's been my observation with my life yeah Um, absolutely the more more what you take in a lot coming up yeah no exactly i mean i think uh, you know I've always said, you know, the the more that the more light that we can bring in, which, you know, divine Mm -hmm. light is divine love. 
you know, the more light that we can bring in, the more capable we are of, of putting it out in the rest of the world in some way, shape or form. Right. That's so true. What do you feel like the world needs right now? Or people listening? Mm. Do, what, what do you feel like they need? Surrender. From your perspective, seeing the hybrid. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. That's the first word that 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 that's coming from my teams is surrender. Um, I think we need to surrender into what is because many of us get very caught up, and this is kind of channeled. So excuse me, but it, there a lot of what's coming up is you know it shouldn't be this way, or it should be different, or it should it shouldn't mm-hmm. look how it looks, or it was supposed to be this way. And all of my teams just keep saying surrender, you know, surrender Mm -hmm. to what is surrender Mm -hmm. to exactly what is without judgment, without characterization, without ego. Right. Um, I think Oprah said something along the lines of like all stress is resisting what is. Mm, Yeah. Yep. I love Mm. that. You know, and, and we, it's very hard. I think we need surrender. And I think that we need, you know, I'm very interested to see sort of what happens on the other side of this. If we are even like, once we get a taste of the fact that we're not meant to be cattle, just constantly on the go, being herded from one thing <laughs> yeah. to another, I'm very interested to see how people react you know because once you Mm -hmm. have a taste of that surrender once you accept things at the level they are and you begin because everybody will if this lasts especially for a certain period of time you know some people will learn Mm -hmm. it faster than others but everybody is going to get to a point where they begin feeling better you know they might Mm -hmm. still have the fear about what's going on out their door and and their family members and you know i've got a brother who's a nurse in texas and his floor is the designated floor for covid positive patients so mm-hmm. i like i get it but i think on a personal spiritual mental level so many people are going to begin to feel better more vital more more centered more grounded and i'm very curious how you know, we will go back to the system as it was set up. And if going back is even possible. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't, I don't think there's going, there's not going to be a going back. It's already new. Everything's new anyway. It changes the one constant, I feel. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's like, we're literally living it. Like, like how we choose to show up right now. We're literally creating that, Mm -hmm. how we show up at the end of this. And I think taking that ownership is going to allow us to uh, to take charge of our you know our lives on a micro scale of like just what, how we're showing up and what we want, yeah. and that'll then affect the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I tend to be a bit of a I call it a realist. <laughs> I'm sure some mm-hmm. people might say that it's sometimes a bit pessimistic. Um, but but knowing and and reading people as i have for the past 20 years 
you know, part of the reason why certain areas of, you know, the world are handling it the way that they are is because they've grown very accustomed to the life that they were living, you know, and, and I think we talked about this too, about how you can see, you know, how in Italy and Germany, you know, they, they immediately, the moment they knew this was becoming a problem, they'll make shift, you know, medical institutions, make shift medical tents. They began, you know, basically doing war triage and you saw power mm. in action and, and, you know, the people in Spain on their balconies singing songs together and playing games across balconies. And, you know, one guy was leading a fitness routine, um, to, a, a, you know, the whole apartment complex, the balcony, everybody on their balcony doing their exercises. And it was a really beautiful thing to see. Um, and you're seeing a lot of that, you know, in a lot of places of the world. And, and the thing that always comes to, to my mind is that while I know there's no going back, and while I know that that the world will forever be changed because we haven't had an experience like this in the modern world yet, mm -hmm. I can't help but wonder just how many people and how many governments are just going to go back to sleep and, and try mm. to go back to where things were because the system was set up in such a way that, you know, certain people profited and certain people didn't. And right. I'm hoping that more of us stay awake and more of us want to retain that good feeling that they feel as this goes on when it comes to their own emotional, physical health, and that they do their part to make sure that their governments reflect that, you know, their ideals and, and what's best for them and best for this world and, and live from a more community heart-based place. Um, that would be my dream by, 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 you know, no doubt, you know, I don't think anybody would say no to that, but I do wonder, you know, how many people are just going to want to go back to sleep so they can have their niceties and just go back to kind of caring only about themselves and how many governments will be more than willing to exploit that. Right. Well, I mean, thinking about it too, just in the work, I'm sure that me and you do, of uh, seeing seeing that some people do go back and you know they start to crack or they start to show up and awaken and then it's just not their time mm -hmm. like they'll slip back and that's part of the, their process and that's okay yeah but um yeah just seeing that from a from a world's perspective it's it's definitely something to consider Right, because I think that part of the reason why this is occurring is because we we've reached a sort of tipping point you know, scientists right. have already given us enough to chew on about what we're doing to the earth and what that means in terms of its thrivability, you know, clearly based on some of the actions we've seen of individuals, we are pushing people way too far and they're losing their minds quite, quite clearly. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that, you know, while while appreciating the notion of everybody kind of coming to certain things at their own speed at their own time is that's been the way we've operated and 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 it's been a good way uh -huh. to operate you know you you never want to force somebody 
to go to something or someplace that they're not quite ready for. But I think that's part of the reason why this is happening is because it's sort of forcing a lot of us yeah. to to that place um, because we are at that tipping point, you know, or at least that's, you know, what mm -hmm. we're being told or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's an opportunity, you know, and like we were saying earlier, you can take it or let it pass. And the uh, on the whole on that with how we're treating the earth and you you know said earlier about how we're part of the problem, like. I was seeing some articles the other day about how like the ozone is clearing up and like wind patterns are shifting in the earth and like all this stuff because we're not driving and we're not, you know, causing all this pollution. Like we literally just stopped and the earth is healing itself. Um, which I think is so amazing. Yeah. And eye opening. Yeah. Well, even look at what they're talking about in terms of like the pollution levels in China and how significantly um i i have a client who used to live in china and she's got a lot of friends she still communicates um back and forth with who live there and jokingly one of them said yeah the sky is actually blue i saw a blue sky for the first time in my life <laughs> and and we laugh wow. but it's really not that funny like you know, but it, but you're yeah. right. I mean, like taking us out of commission, which is what we needed, you know, if, if we're honest, you know, we kind of needed to slow down, to surrender, to take some time, you know, to, to re sort of prioritize and figure out what is meaningful and what's most important for and to ourselves. Um, but in so doing that too, the earth is also getting what she needs. You know, and, and, and we're seeing, too, how easy it is to, to restructure and replenish on both the human right. micro level as well as the earth kind of macro level. You know, it doesn't everybody says, oh, you can't do this because it'd be too hard or you can't change that because nobody will go for it. And it's like, well, we're kind of seeing evidence that that's bullshit. <laughs> You yeah. know, that, that you can, in fact, you know, promote change, create change, make change. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, like I said earlier, you know, change is the one constant. We get to decide what that change is. We step up and stay present with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I agree yeah. 100%. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I know that we could keep talking for hours <laughs> on this topic but there's literally an amazing opportunity here i feel uh that everybody can take advantage of uh for their own life and just in showing up different because as um the saying goes and i forget it's spacing me because it's been a very busy day about who said this <laughs> would be the change you wish to see in the world who said that oh gosh i don't know you're i've had uh, we talked about y'all know y'all know listening <laughs> google it <laughs> but seriously it's uh yeah consult the google be, be your change show up um yeah where can people find out more about you and what all you do yeah, well, I always say first and foremost, um, Instagram is kind of my my bread and butter where I share a lot of inspiring videos and 
you know, uh, lots of readings and just, you know, little mini classes. And that's um, at intuitivealchemy.co, um, which also happens to be my website, um, intuitivealchemy.co. And you can look over the various offerings um, and kind of where I've been featured and all of that good stuff. And, you know, I encourage any of those who are feeling the need for change in their lives, who are feeling the need to maximize what they feel kind of growing within them on account of the situation to feel free. You know, I offer a complimentary 20 minute discovery call to just you know, to hear about, you know, your journey, where you're at and, and, you know, to listen and witness, you know, the individual. And I think that there's going to be a need for that. Like us medicine providers are, are really going to be needed even more so as we traverse and navigate these pathways. So, you know, more than, you know, just clicking by on something like, let's connect let's have a conversation. Let's, you know, let me hear your story and, you know, and, and hear where you want to go and how you want to maximize this opportunity that has been afforded to us and to you and, um, and go from there. So. Love it. Well, guys, go check out her stuff again. Thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate this conversation, seeing your perspective on things. I appreciate the platform and keep doing the sacred work that you're doing as well. I appreciate it for everybody listening. Check out our stuff. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today.